Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman splaining with me, David Yoder, and my uninformed friend, Dennis St. John. Oh, yeah, I know what I was going to say to start stuff. Are uh, you ready for Christmas in July, Dennis? Yeah, I guess that's what's happening. Because it's February 1992 in Superman, so that means it's Christmas I'm time. I'm so confused. So, we have February, so it's February in the comics, <laughs> it's July in real life, and it's Christmas for some reason. I don't see I don't see yeah, a December maybe, anywhere around. Because <laughs> we have a lot of episodes banked, maybe it'll actually be dropping close to Christmas time. Because oh. I haven't done the math of like... <laughs> I'm just doing every other week. Anyway, it is Superman Splaining. I'm your host, David Yoder, and got here with me the other guy. Hey, I'm Dennis St. John. I'm <laughs> not the host, and I don't know what's going on, but I like giant monkeys, and I'm on other podcasts. <laughs> and Dennis also likes to eat, so he might be eating while I'm talking about Superman a little bit That's here. That's right. I got um, a whole spread in front of me. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy the sound of a man eating. I know that's the number one request of podcast listeners is get someone eating. I think the episode when I, when I ate a chip was really a big hit um, amongst people. So we were trying to recreate that energy. Definitely got reactions. Yeah. Oh, there, there is a chip. Okay. So doing it one at a time again. Superman, Man of Steel, number eight. And starting off with the trivia for it. And Dennis... You only got four <laughs> points of trivia last time, so hopefully you can do better this time. You get five points if you guess blindly and you don't have the choices in front of you. Uh, you get two points with the choices, and then the bonus question is a double value. And you're at 104 points right now, but once you get to 150, then you can read your third Superman comic. I can't comic. wait. In this issue, uh, what is Lois most concerned with? And I realize asking it this way, you're probably not going to get the blind <laughs> guess at all. <laughs> uh, well, it's Christmas. I'll say she's getting she's getting grabbed by uh, Jolt and um, Blockhouse make a reappearance. <laughs> See how Blockhouse is punching Superman right in the store there, and uh, Jolt's grabbing Lois and stuff. Okay. Uh, she's most concerned with uh, getting her holiday shopping ready. All right. Well, it is Christmas time in Metropolis, so maybe that is the right answer. But here's the <laughs> answers that I give you to choose from. She's worried that she might die. That's choice A. Uh, choice B is that she might reveal Superman's secret identity. And then choice C is that she has to rewrite and send all her Christmas cards. <laughs> So what is her top concern? Uh, it's uh, that she might accidentally reveal Superman's identity. That is a concern in this issue, but it wasn't what I put at the top in my mind. It was the Christmas cards one. <laughs> I really thought that one was the joke answer. Um, okay, wow. Yeah, but sometimes, you know, wait till the next comic after this one as far as like... If you want not much to happen, but uh, this is this is all right. <laughs> this one, uh, it's like I said, Superman: The Man of Steel, number eight. The title is uh, "She's Jolt, He's Blockhouse." Together, they're murder. 
or Power Trip. And uh, it's weird because like Luis Jolt Simons. and Blockhouse don't have, they don't sound like murder. It should be like she's murd and he's dur. It should be she's Jolt, he's Blockhouse. Together they're Jolt House or something. <laughs> you know, like a ship name. You know, like something like that. Maybe that would make, but. Uh, Jolt House doesn't really Together, make sense Together, they're in. Superman's in for the jolt of his life. I don't know. Yeah, the the house full of the energy drink. But um, the writer this time is Louise Simonson, like usual. But we got a guest artist, Kieran Dwyer. Um, but uh, John Bogdanov did do the cover. I'm pretty sure uh, it's got his name on it. And also, like some of the art still is reminiscent of his stuff. So I don't know, like if he did some. Like maybe planning or whatever, and even uh, uh, the inker I guess does like the shading still kind of the same with the other artists, mm. you know, with the yeah, lines. Look at those lines. All right. So it's Christmas, like I said, you know, don't be thrown off just because the cover says February. Um, Jolt and Blockhouse finally attack. Um, after getting a call from uh Cerberus with all his heads there, and. They they grab Lois, but first they have to make a diversion, so Blockhouse knocks over the giant Christmas tree that's on top of Daisy's <laughs> department store, and Superman has to catch that. Jolt's being mean to Blockhouse, like she's tend to do. Lois is uh, putting all our Christmas cards in the mail, because that's what you do at Christmas time. Well, so that's her number one concern, box. according to David Yoder. Well, let me finish... <laughs> That's why Dennis doesn't get uh, points. <laughs> That's right. Oh, I didn't make a note of it, but Jimmy's putting the star on the tree at Bibbo's place, you know, the bar. Because everyone else is too drunk to get to the uh, top to put the star <laughs> on the tree, I guess. Is Jimmy working at Bibbo's now? Or? Yeah, we'll get into that more Okay. <laughs> as things go on. I think Jimmy is on... An upward track. Hopefully, he's been on like quite the downward track, but maybe there's some more downs. Putting those cards in the mail, and that's when uh, Blockhouse like sweeps in and grabs her, and she tries to fight back, and she kicks his boots, but that actually blows up the mailbox with his jet boots, and it sends all the letters flying. So she lost all that hard work of the Christmas cards. Hmm. But she does think. If I'm lucky, this might turn into a story. So I don't think she's actually, like, too afraid of getting grabbed by villains at this no, point. No, she, she knows she's like Superman. She knows what's up. Yeah. Jolt and Blockhouse. And I guess Jolt can just, like, straight up fly, if you can see, oh, okay. see that. Like, I didn't realize that until looking at this now. But um, they take her to a warehouse on the dock. Or, yeah. And uh, but it's lined with lead, so that way Superman can't see in. And right as the the roof is closing, Lois cries out for help to Superman. And what what's Superman doing? He's he's replanting that giant tree that he caught, and he doesn't put it back at Daisy's. <laughs> he puts it out in the uh, the Lincoln Park for everyone to enjoy. No. I guess. Interesting, interesting choice, Superman. But he hears. Lois's cry, and he heads to the waterfront. And there's a bit of a skirmish there between Lois and her captors. She's fighting Jolt. 
and Jolt uses her whip to kind of like zap her of energy. And then she uses a collar to zap her will. And uh, Jolt kind of enjoys the fact that Lois fights back and stuff. And it's a little bondage there. Uh, and if you don't remember, listeners, uh, Jolt is that lady with like, just like exposed skeleton parts all around her costume and her... And she's part cyborg. I, I guess Blockhouse is cyborg too. Like that's, that's like Cerberus's MO is that he like uses these cyborg guys so that he can control Mo. The, yeah, the M.O. <laughs> uh, so Superman's looking for Lois and he figures out like this lead line building kind of sticks out like a sore thumb so he's like pretty sure that's where Lois is. Good call. Good call, Superman. He crashes up through the, the floor though to surprise them and Jolt uses her whip on Superman and Superman tries to use his heat vision but somehow she has it so that like the whip and herself also deflect his heat vision and it almost hits Lois in the ricochet but he does use his strength to break the whip and then he ties up Jolt as you can see there but he's lost some of his strength and he's got to still fight Blockhouse and there's kind of a nice uh like set up a blockhouse getting ready to punch him and then like he's just like goes like flying outside of the warehouse nice. there yeah and uh slides into an empty or a uh christmas tree lot that's not so empty. is um blockhouse really big or does he just have a tiny head yes <laughs> <laughs> he's really big and he has a tiny head well maybe he has a like a regular because like on the cover it looks like he has the head the same size as superman so, like, regular person head, but, like, he's, like, 8 feet or 10 feet tall, like, lots of muscle. And his head did and, not grow uh, in proportion with his body. No. So, his, I think that's why he's not too bright, maybe. Um. So, Superman and Blockhouse fight in that Christmas tree lot. Got a nice shot of him when he gets knocked out with a Merry Christmas wreath around his head. Yeah, you know typical stuff (laughs) (laughs) oh superman goes back to lois and uh she's like still kind of under control and she's all like looks like getting kissy kissy and superman's like no there might be cameras around or secret and um but she puts a collar on him too because she's under jolt's control and now he tries to break it free doggy yeah uh things are getting weird break it free tries to break free of the collar since I've tried to say three times that but um and he's feeling it drain him he decides to just fall in that hole that he made in the floor and he goes into the water and of course so the water like short circuits the collar and then it comes off of him and that's how he gets free of it and then he gets up and he uses his heat vision to free Lois from that and they're like about to like embrace but then like oh no there might be cameras or someone might be watching like you uh. can't no kissy for Superman. Um, Good thing he fell into water and nope. not into rice or something. It, it's not like cell phone technology. I mean, I don't know. It seems I mean, like it. Maybe if you put the collar into rice yeah. after yeah, it's fed into water, maybe just a bunch of, it'll be of rice. Fine. <laughs> uh, 
Well, I'll write a letter to the editor and see if I hear a response <laughs> about this comic from 30 years ago. But uh, so they're trying to get some answers from Blockhouse, and Lois decides, you know, she's going to be like. His head is tiny. Kind of. Look at that. Look at that first panel. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a tiny, tiny head. But uh, she talks with Command like, like Jolt does to try to get, like, Blockhouse to answer them on what, what the deal is. And he starts to, but then he gets shut down by Cerberus because uh, he's revealing too much or whatever. And uh, they show Cerberus, and he's like, "Oh, I've like gained some knowledge about Superman or whatever." And he says, "Like he somehow figured out that he is vulnerable through magic and through his friends." But it's like I don't know where like he learned about the magic yeah. part of these cyborgs things. are not magical cyborgs, right? No, maybe that that whip seemed like electronical and stuff. I don't know. Anyway. He's vulnerable to being happened. punched a lot. Perfect. Lois pays the Christmas tree lot guy for some reason, because I guess his trees got damaged, but then the the unbroken ones she buys and sends to the children's shelter. But then she realizes that Superman's laughing that, uh, oh no, I've got to readdress 200 Christmas cards. Uh! All right. That's why it's the number one worry. <laughs> yeah. All right. So no no points yet. But let's try for round two on points. Uh, from Superman 64. More Christmas. Oh. Superman gets a Christmas letter or whatever. Uh, so who in this issue does Superman get to play Santa Claus? Uh, Bibbo. That's one of the choices, but let me read the other choices just so you can decide to stick with that or go with the new one. A is Emil Hamilton. B is Bibbo. I like B, Bibbo. But anyway, uh, C is the Santa Claus, of course. You know, just get oh, the guy himself. Yeah, because Superman could just fly to the North Pole. They're, they're neighbors, really. Um, mm-hmm. I will stick with Bibbo. Okay, well, that's the wrong <laughs> answer as well. It's Emil Hamilton yeah. for some reason. Because he's a scientist, you know. He's so got a beard, at least, I guess. To... He does already have the beard, but he's not fat. I would have thought... Uh, that's what... Actually, even though I said Bibbo, I think um, Perry White would have been the obvious classic Superman answer. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Like, if it... Well, and... Yeah, it's actually for at the Daily Planet for, like, some needy kids when we get to that point in the plot here, but... So this is Superman 64, and, like, there's no title on the cover, but, like, there's all this writing of this letter, so I'm going to take that as being oh the boy. title. So it's, <laughs> Dear Superman, I know you probably get a lot of requests for help, but you are my last hope. My father is dying, and the doctors say they can't help him. But you can do anything. You can save his life. Please help. Love, In conclusion, Robbie. I want a bike. Or, on the inside, the title is Metropolis Mailbag. And uh, my note to start off this one, there's not... I I think this will go kind of quick, but uh, I just wrote, oof. (laughs) (laughs) uh, This story is about how Superman answers his year's worth of mail. Like, he gets fan mail, and he just goes to the post office. He doesn't, like, deal with it, like, on a regular basis. He puts it off to, like, one day a year. He hates doing it. Um... Oh, I forgot to mention, uh, Dan Jurgens is doing the story on this one, but he's not doing the art, except for the cover. But uh, Jackson Geis, or, or it's like Juice, but with a G, uh, he's doing the art. Oh, and this is number six in that reading order for 1992, because <laughs> that's important. 
So, you know, he goes to the post office. Mailman lets him in. Lois is helping, or is not really helping, but she's there to cover her story as well. Um, so just to run down some of the letters that he's reading to start out with. There's a kid that suggests he crush coal into a diamond, but he says he can't do that. Oh, so, uh, it's not one of his powers here. Some, yeah. Right. Well, I think he probably can't also throw off his shield from his chest and like trap people <laughs> in like a gooey or make multiple versions of himself or whatever. But uh, he gets a business proposition uh, from some businessman. It's another letter. One, one letter he does respond to is uh, he gets a letter from a Holocaust survivor that she found out she had a sister that did survive as well, but they're like separated by continents or whatever. So he uh reunites them he takes her to the american embassy and he like makes sure that she has her passport but it's like he goes everywhere you know i don't think he gets his passport stamped when he's flying and then like switches to clark Kent or whatever so like the letter on the cover he gets that letter about the sick dad but he's like i can't really do anything but he does get the sick uh superman not sick as in bad but sick (laughs) as in cool uh, Superman drawing from that kid nice. as well. So he's like, oh, I'm going to go tell that kid he should pursue an, uh, a career in drawing comic books. And that child turns out to be Rob Liefeld. Yeah, this comic's even falling apart. It's so bad. That's how <laughs> bad it is. Um, he was rather muscular. That I mean, that's how kids draw, though, you know. And Rob Liefeld was practically a kid when he started professionally drawing comics, like as a teenager. Anyway, uh, he goes to the hospital... And he's too late. The dad's already dead. The kid's mad at him because, like, you didn't do nothing. And then the doctor comes out to ask if, um, you know, he's an organ donor. And they're like, that sounds kind of morbid to them. Superman convinces them, though, to the mom to donate the guy's organs. And that there's another letter that I didn't cover from before that there was, like, someone needing... uh, a heart transplant (laughs) and like so like it happens to be a match so like superman flies and like hand delivers the the heart heart in the box at the hospital so that's so that's a heart-shaped box right there it's a square box but i get what you're doing (laughs) How's your sandwich? I finished my sandwich. I'm onto my chips. Oh, good. The chips. I'll have a little drink. I uh, I made a peanut butter sandwich specifically because I thought it'd be funny to like have like a you know have like a mouthful of peanut butter while trying to talk. But I don't know if that came off. A sticky yeah. mouth. Yeah. Um, th- this is like maybe the one part of the story I actually do like, or one of the few parts is a. Uh, Superman and Lois have a belly burger picnic on his cape spread out. Like, oh, okay. It's just like a little nice <laughs> yeah. sequence. Lois mentions how the Daily Planet usually hands out gifts to disadvantaged kids, but with the strike this year, dot, 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 you know, like, they're not doing that, I guess, because the strike costs too much money. So Superman calls up Bruce Wayne and he's like, hey, you got money. <laughs> Does he uh, really? <laughs> buy these kids. <laughs> Yeah, that's literally what happens. Like, oh, Bruce in the shadows. Yeah, he Bruce Wayne here. What can I do for you? So he just, you know, he's happy to help. But um, 
kind of cajoled into doing it. Uh, he uses Emil Hamilton as Santa, like I mentioned before, and then he steals some reindeer from the zoo. <laughs> and Lois gets these kids to go to the rooftop at the Daily Planet, and Superman flies uh, his Santa with the presents and the reindeer, and he's wearing all black so that no one can see that he's Superman, so it looks like Santa Claus is just flying on his own. It's kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a thing to do. Um there's some more pictures of all black Superman and he flies home and he's like, well, I better check my own personal mail. I'm not done with mail yet. And he gets as, uh, in his Clark Kent mail, not his Superman mail. <laughs> he gets the wedding invitation for, uh, Pete Ross and Lana Lang. And he's like thinking about it. And there's like some like flashback image there, but like, I honestly don't know how to read like how he, he says like Pete and Lana married. But, but, well, Merry Christmas, Mr. Kent. It's like, I don't mm. know if I, if he's happy, sad, or yeah. what. Like, and that, that, that's that comic I wrote kind of lame. <laughs> like, I was not, not a fan of that one. All right. But, you know, that's why they make four Superman comics a month. <laughs> if one's not a hit, then you just got to wait for the next one. Wait one whole week. I'll show you the cover. Uh, Adventures of Superman 487 is the next thing. Here we get... Bibbo as Santa Claus, so you were questioned early Damn on that it. one. But, <laughs> but, uh, so there he is. But look at this nice, heartwarming Christmas cover. But it opens with someone getting killed. So who gets killed in this? Um, issue? who gets killed? So is it a character I know? Possibly. It's, um, Foswell. Foswell gets killed. Well, you guessed the guess that is a uh, a choice, I mean, that I have listed. So is it A, Pete Ross, B, Senator Caldwell, or C, Foswell? Um, well... I'll let you know it's a it's like an exploding package in the mail is what kills this well, person. Well, I don't think it's Pete, because I think Pete Ross eventually becomes like a president in the comics eventually. So... That was in that annual that we read, or he ran right. for president. Um, and I, you didn't react like, wow, you got it when I said Foswell. So I'll change my guess to Caldwell. Well, I wish it was Foswell, but you are right. It's Senator Caldwell. And it's actually, the package says regards from the president. And then he's just this mustachioed old guy. But then like, it's a very big explosion. That's uh, the Unabomber went way overboard with that one. All right, so this is Adventures of Superman four eighty seven. Happy holidays to the Children's Aid Society from Bibbo, or Christmas in Suicide Slumberland, <laughs> which I'm not sure how I feel about that pun. Uh, Jerry Ordway is the writer, and he does the cover again, and Tom Grummet is the penciler, and it's number seven in reading order, nineteen ninety two. But yeah. Uh, that that opening was quite surprising to me. <laughs> like it's just a two page thing. That's how it happens. So, Bibbo is dressed as Santa Claus, and he's got Jimmy as his elf with uh, his camera, and they're hanging out at the bar. And Bibbo uh, slips on the icy patch out front. I don't know if there's the Muppets uh, a Muppets holiday TV special where like there's a running joke about like watch out for the icy patch, and like everyone that comes in. <laughs> 
the door like slips and it's just all right which one is that i don't know if i remember that it's it's one from like the 80s or early 90s but it was when fraggle rock the tv show was on as well i think and like uh at one point they do find fraggles and uh like the guy with his dog is like staying everyone's staying with fozzy's mom um and but she was gonna go like to like hawaii or something but now she has looked after all these muppets and whatnot and like uh it's got the regular muppets and then also like sesame street muppets show up at a certain point too so it's like basically all the all the muppet there's even they show a film reel where uh they have Muppet babies, but they're puppets. Yeah. But they're like little Muppets. Like so, babies, they're like the Muppets. Like... The Muppet babies from what was it? Muppets Take Manhattan, right? Yeah, but I don't know if it's before. Anyway, I I did want to talk a little bit about this, but yeah, that's <laughs> that's that what me what it made me think of. So Jimmy's still down on his luck. You know, he almost calls his mom, but then decides he can't continue these lies, so he doesn't even call her. But in the bar. They, uh, an ad comes on the TV where Jimmy is dressed as a giant turtle <laughs> for this pizza company. And um, he he says at one point, Carla Bunka. <laughs> Instead of Cowabunga, he says Carla oh, Bunka. Oh, I get it. Weird. <laughs> so they can't get sued, I guess. Anyway, I don't and, think the turtles uh, can the pizza... own Cowabunga. Uh. <laughs> well, it's a giant turtle and then there's also like it's for pizza um but it's for titano's pizza and it's got a giant uh titano with the chef hat there beating up (laughs) jimmy olsen and it's got like no turtles with their logo there but they see this ad on tv and jimmy says he never got paid for that (laughs) it's like that's not good jimmy what's going on man You know who else sees this ad, though? Clark and Lois are watching TV at home, and that makes them think, like, oh, yeah, we never did find out what happened to Jimmy, who we know, like, got evicted from his apartment and was seen at the homeless shelter last. Oh, yeah, we completely Uh, forgot about Jimmy. Yeah, because Superman got busy because he's Superman. I hope that they also just laughed for, like, a half hour about it. (laughs) Well, they don't show that part, but I'm assuming, (laughs) you know... It's, they were like, oh, they're like, oh, were you recording? Oh man, I we've got to find out when that ad plays. <laughs> let's go find him, Jimmy, uh, living on the streets, and play him that ad, and laugh at him, and then leave. Let's let's call Titino's Pizza and ask if we could get a copy. <laughs> um, so Pete Ross is in D.C. He's also celebrating Christmas. Uh, he's with Lana, his soon-to-be bride, I guess. And uh, but he gets a call. He's been promoted to senator, or he's going to. <laughs> That's not how it works. Uh, the governor's appointed him to serve out the oh, senator's okay. term in co- Congress because it might have been his wife, but his wife was in that house with explosions. So like they're 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 both. I I don't know that it's really a character like there's the Mark Twain looking senator that got blown up again. Um, Only his mustache survived so, because it. You know, is a like a terrorist act or whatever. Agent Liberty, he investigates, and uh, he says that it all signs point to Karak, and that it's terrorism. And Karak is that made-up country where they, uh, Superman grabbed the the leader or the president, whatever of Karak in that in a previous issue way 
Oh, no, yes, of course. I have a perfect memory of that event. It was like Truth, Liberty, and the American Way, that one with the flag, the patriotic one. Yes. I remember. <laughs> uh, High Pockets and Lamar. Yeah, remember those I remember guys. High Pockets at least. They, they stole a piano and they're like, it's Christmas time. We need to steal some Christmas toys for the needy kids. <laughs> so uh, Superman catches the breaking into a toy store warehouse and um, Bibbo's playing catch up and he kind of explains to Superman like, no, they're trying to do good actually. And so Superman calls Lois at the Daily Planet that I guess there's some leftover toys from the previous issues you know, Bruce Wayne's toys, he bought too many, so now they can use them. Where for does he get these wonderful orf- toys? Yeah. Um, they go to the orphanage. Oh, on the rooftop when they get the toys, Lois meets Bippo, Bibbo. Uh, I said Bippo, but that's what she calls him. She calls him uh, Bippo. And she um, says, Woo, you've been into the holiday cheer, haven't you, Mr. Bippo? Uh, so she gives him some breath mitts because, like, you know, all these all these guys from the bar are going to, like, hang out with some kids on Christmas, like, and Bibbo's really not wearing the 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 beard. It's, like, kind of just hanging at his chin, like, so he's not even trying that hard. He's, it'd also be scary to think about, like, Santa Claus being, like, this fighter with the cauliflower yeah. beard and stuff. <laughs> like, Santa's seen some stuff. Um... There's there's a kid with a a Green Lantern t-shirt that kind of has like a Guy Gardner haircut. Ooh. He's got glasses though, but he he tells Santa that he stinks. I hope that kid doesn't uh, get anything. Well, uh he's about to get a smack in the face from Bibbo, but Superman tells him to not do that and to also try another breath breath mint that Miss Lane gave him. <laughs> try using um, him under your armpits. Oh, but I missed the big part is that, you know, Superman, because Jimmy's with Bibbo as the elf, Superman finally found Jimmy. But Bibbo, a.k.a. Santa Claus, he actually reunites Jimmy with his mom, his hot mom. Oh, yeah. The silver fox. She's like, oh, looks like you're doing well, Jimmy. I don't need to be worried after all. And then we cut back to Clark and Lois, and Clark gives Lois a heart-shaped pendant necklace and Lois got uh, Clark a pullover sweater. And he's kind of acting... He goes like, what's this? And she's like, oh, like you don't know what it is, Mr. X-Ray Vision. And she asks, would it be better if I wrapped your gifts in lead? So that's a lead lead going yeah. around. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. There's probably le- lead-lined <laughs> gift wrapping paper, right? Uh, I feel like it would be dangerous to just have that much lead run- lead, lead around, right? Lead is dangerous? What? Since when? I'm just saying, people in okay. Metropolis seem to play fast and loose with lead. So, this is the last issue for this month, is Action Comics 674, but it's Supergirl what, 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 what? in Action Comics. Hello! And it's Panic in the Sky prologue, but we'll get into that. Um, the question for the trivia is, who is running War War World? Um, uh, War, War World is a place Superman had been before where he had to fight people such as Draga. Is that guy that's knocked out that's wearing, he's a, wearing Superman a Superman shirt? shirt. Uh, what's uh, what's the dude's name who want, who runs War World? 
It's, uh... He looks a lot like Darkseid, but he's yellow. Um, uh, I forget his name. Um, well, you're you're halfway to one of the choices, so I'll just give you the choices. It's A, Brainiac, B, Mongol. Uh, Mongol is I the guy I was thinking of, yeah. Mogul, but yeah, it's it's Mongol. Okay. And C is Mr. Z. Mr. Z is in <laughs> Last time we saw Mr. Z, he was... <laughs> on an island with dinosaurs, right? Uh, yeah, and the native. Girl. I don't know how he would have gotten to space. I feel like Mongol is the obvious answer because that's classically who runs War World. But things could have changed. But I'm still gonna say Mongol. Is it Doctor Z? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's Brainiac. So yeah, Mongol was actually running War World previously when Superman was there. Well, but, I, uh, you fell for you fell for the trick of the what seemed like the obvious. Well, choice. you know, I overthought. I was like, it seems like the <laughs> obvious choice. You're trying to misdirect me. The other choices didn't uh-huh. make any sense to me. Why would Brainiac want to run War World? That's not his plan, man. Well, it's not what he wants to do. We'll find out. Anyway, so yeah, like I said, Supergirl in Action Comics six seventy four. Never Panic gonna get to read a prologue. comic. Damn it. <laughs> Or the past is prologue. Uh, Roger Stern's the writer. Bob McLeod is the penciler. It's number eight in the reading order for 1992. And so, do you know Panic in the Sky? Is this a familiar thing uh, to you? That name sounds the storyline. But is that the name of a movie or something? I'm actually a little excited to be covering this. This is like one of the first like Superman stories I remember reading. I might have gotten the trade, um, but you know, this, this is coming up right before superman's death next year or at the end of this year but uh the title is from uh an adventures of superman the tv show yeah season two episode 12 superman smashes a meteor that's headed to earth and when he returns to earth as clark kent somehow but he just has forgotten that he is superman so that's the plot of that story but um so we get so it's kind of confusing because Super Supergirl for most of this issue is in disguise as Superman, but um, she's got like a kind of gray toned suit, and she she's a, so and she's able to do this a, disguise because she's in fact a shapeshifter, right? Yeah, she's the Matrix, which is maybe the easier thing. Uh, and previously she had like kind of gotten confused and thought she was Superman for a period, I think, because of getting in contact with that little eradicator device. Uh, eradicator. She was like sharing, like while Superman was doing stuff in Metropolis, she was staying with the Kents in Smallville and she was like doing the exact same things. And like, so Superman was fighting bad guys, but she was like fighting the local police. With, uh, Smallville <laughs> oh, so she's like psychically linked by accident or something. But look, she's at a space bar, and she's got a disguise because she's like kind of like Clint Eastwood in the Western <laughs> spaghetti with the hat and the poncho. Um, but she's there to defend uh, this barmaid uh, fish alien lady. Ooh, this looks like a fun episode, fun issue. I like all these alien yeah. designs and stuff. Yeah, they're like at the bar. There's like these. Uh, what are they called? Drunken dog soldiers. But they kind of look just like how there's like the werewolf in that like the space cantina like in Star yeah. Wars. I don't dog know. I cops, kinda, dog that, cops. 
the fish lady is uh i wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't kick her out of bed for eating uh breadcrumbs or whatever fishy <laughs> pellets i wouldn't t- kick her out of my tank there you go so this fight ensues and um she's kind of enthralled with uh this version of superman for saving her life and that, that's what i meant by the gray yeah like there's some yellow, but um. Oh, and this. What is with Superman and dating mer women, right? Splish yeah. splash, man. But the this guy who I don't remember who that is right now. I'll get to it later. But uh, I believe that's Patrick Star from SpongeBob. Yeah, that's who that is. So, uh. The waitress is telling the story to Draga, who is the guy that was knocked out on the cover, and who I had mentioned had fought Superman in the past. He lost to Superman, but, like, Superman disgraced him because he didn't kill him, which is, like, the rules of War World or whatever. So, like, to further disgrace himself to remember this, he wears a Superman shirt that's, like, torn together because it's too small for him or whatever. Um, but that's that guy there. That's Draga. Um, but he's trying to track down Superman, and she's describing Superman to him. Um, but at this bar, there's someone else that's also looking for Superman, and it is Lady Maxima. Whoa. She's trying to track down Superman for turning down her uh, advances and whatnot. That's, wait, you know. but didn't that happen in, like, a future imagined? <laughs> oh, no, that was in the annual, but, I mean, it's happened, like... She's she's gone to Earth like wanting Superman okay. to be her. I, th- I thought uh, in that future imagined one that uh, that was like the first time they were meeting. Okay. No. Uh, so there's this big group of space aliens that want Superman for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But cutting back to Earth. Oh, actually, I just realized now that's a nice transition. There's. Maxima and Draga walking together, and then there's uh, Bibbo and Jimmy out front of his bar, and uh, Jimmy's shoveling the walk, and he throws a shovel of snow right onto the mailman that's uh, delivering his photos. If you remember, he sent his photos to get developed, and he got that. Isn't this fun, remembering all the things (laughs) that happened? Uh, That robot picture that, you know, was sent to kill Mannheim and strikers yep 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 but yep yep anyway <laughs> he's he's like i've got this great photo of this robot i can get back to the top now things are coming up Jimmy. and then he like you know blast middle fingers at everybody he's like you, bibbo <laughs> oh i don't think jimmy olsen would say that <laughs> he would say fudge you jimmy <laughs> fudge you fudge you all the way to heck <laughs> Yeah, there you go. There's the PG version. Alright, so Superman, he finds another lead-lined abandoned warehouse by the dock or whatever, and he figures out more bad stuff going on, and he finds some inner gang thugs. They're just, like, playing poker, though. Like, they're just hanging out, and he comes in, and he's, like, all intent to, like, smash them up. He's like, I'm tired of this inner gang stuff. Um, He grabs one of their weapons... And they're like, you don't know how powerful that is. And he goes, I've got a good idea. And he just, like, smashes it in his hand and, like, causes them all to, like, coil back from the explosion. And then uh, 
uh, Turpin with some like uh, the whatever special police department shows up and he's clearing out the place and this I don't know if this is going to matter if anything's going to ever happen to this but that bug guy hell grammite he's watching this all go down and he's like oh an abandoned warehouse this would be a perfect place for me to hide out while I work on killing Lex <laughs> Luthor 2 or whatever he's doing but that's all kind of side stories uh oh when superman's flying then he does stumble across jimmy again he's a little surprised like we are as readers i think that jimmy's still staying with bibbo even though like he's gotten in touch with his mom you mm-hmm. know oh so that little guy that looked like patrick that's the cell keeper and he's from that previous story storyline where okay so superman went into space because he was dealing with the guilt of the fact that he had killed like the zod and that crew in like they were on an alternate earth where they had killed everyone. And he was like, the only way to stop you from coming to my earth is by killing you. And he like used kryptonite to do that. And then he was like, Oh, I, that's where he learned. Like I can never kill again in the guilt. And like, he's like, he just flew off into space. Cause he's like worried about what he might do. And then he ran into war world and that stuff happened. If, if my memory serves me, uh-huh. this all anyway. sounds like fun <laughs> comics that we're not reading. Well, this is pre the that the the triangle thing. <laughs> <laughs> Number eight, 1992. We're not just reading fun comics. We're reading them in order from that it's point. It's really important and we so... read in order. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what what's going on? Yeah, that cleric guy, he's taken the Matrix, who's still in the guise of Superman, to uh, the gravesite of the cleric. And the cleric is the guy that looked after that eradicator little ship until he passed it off to Superman. And then he died because his purpose had been fulfilled, whatever. Anyway, Maximus ship shows up. Then (laughs) Drago gets beamed down and he's like, "Uh, Superman, I want to kill you. And Matrix is like, I'm not Superman. Uh, Even says, Oh, I'm afraid you've made a mistake, but I see you also wear the emblem of Superman. Has that become popular in these parts? Because <laughs> <laughs> they're both, they both got yeah. the, the Superman. Got it. So, Drago really wails on Matrix, but uh, Matrix does some tricks that um, Maxima hasn't seen before, where at one point turns invisible which I guess Matrix can do, and also has a a psychokinetic force beam that shoots out of the eyes. It's not heat vision. It's like a beam that like can propel things back. Like an optic blast, like Cyclops' force blast, right? Nothing like that. (laughs) (laughs) Draga throws a big rock at the Matrix and then is about to smash when... She changes back to her Supergirl form, and that's when they're like, oh, wait, this isn't Superman, obviously. She's now Supergirl. I don't know. I'm, I don't... I, I Like I said, I had read some of the those older comics with the Matrix Supergirl character, but I can't remember if that was, like, her form that she had chosen, or, like, it seemed like she was going around as Clark most of the time. Hmm. Yeah. What's up with the Matrix? Huh? Is it as confusing as oh, the yeah. Matrix you know, trilogy? The mysteries of the Matrix. Yeah. Um, 
Well, right as Draga's confused, uh, that's when the Warworld ship shows up, but um, that doesn't make any sense to him because it like had kind of just broken up after Superman's whole deal. And that's where Brainiac comes into play. He's running the show at Warworld. He's kind of got uh, these green eyes that he's able to control Matrix, if you can see uh, there, or Supergirl. Um, so he's using mind control. Which on version of Brainiac is this? Because I know there's like a lot of different versions of Brainiac. Do you know? This is the 1992 <laughs> version of Brainiac. All right. Um, so Supergirl goes after Draga then, and like the crowd's chanting "kill, kill," but Brainiac's like, "No, we'll save Draga." Oh, also Maxima and that Patrick, the guy, beam down too. And uh, in the end, uh, everyone's chanting Brainiac, and that's what Brainiac looks like. Uh. But that's to lead into. Uh, that's part one. I don't. There's like at least five or six more parts to this panic in the sky thing. So we'll, that's all the next month will be, and then um, it'll also like wrap up the following time. But like I think this will be a good, better, better than Superman reading letters. That's all I gotta say. But, <laughs> yeah, um, that sounds fun. An alien invasion. I like that kind of stuff. So we got your bonus question. You got one question right so far, I think, because you got the center. Yeah, I got that right. You didn't get the Christmas cards. You guessed Bibbo for Santa Claus. Which he was, just in a different issue. Yeah, I know. I confused you. (laughs) I'm not giving you half points Uh. for that. So you got two more points. All right, here's a chance to earn some more points. Uh, You might have spotted it if I didn't hide it well, but what what video game ad is on the back of all four (laughs) Superman comics? You know what? I didn't spot it. Uh, I think it's um, Slam Dunk. All right. That's not one of the choices, but here we go. Hey, Alf. Remember Alf? In He's back, form. but in video game form. Um, B, American Gladiators, or C, Smash TV? Uh, it's Smash TV. It is Smash Yay, TV. I got a point. <laughs> it looks like American Gladiators, basically, but like post-apocalyptic. Now, you get uh, four points for that, so... Six more points, so you're up to 110 points. All right. Just 40 more points, and then you can take over the show again. I'm sure that's uh, our listeners' favorite episodes when I take over. Right, guys? Huh? Why you got got to do that? (laughs) I don't know. I was just wondering. Well, I like those episodes because I get a break, and I don't have to read the (laughs) comics. You can... Tell me about them instead. Um, but that's it. That's that's the show. And uh, I'm David Yoder, and I'm Awesome Yoder on Twitter, where I tweet uh, Superman and Dennis's drawings <laughs> of Superman sometimes and things. And Dennis, where are you on the? Uh, yeah, I'm a uh, Dennis St. John, and my Twitter, Instagram, and my dot com are all Dennis Comics. That's D E N I S C O M I X. Uh, and then my Patreon is Dennis St. John, D-E-N-I-S-S-T-J-O-H-N, where I'm putting out uh, uh, two times a week uh, comic right now called uh, Heart of the Night Monster. Um, and you can also hear me and sometimes David Yoder at uh, the Buffy Virgin podcast that we're about to finish Buffy. So 
That's crazy. Check that out. Well, there's plenty more Superman, so we won't be finishing that anytime soon. <laughs> it's a never-ending uh, story. Yeah. Uh, come back next time to look up, up in the sky, because there will be a panic in the sky for all you Lex losers. <laughs> Pretty much all I've done today is reblog Superman spinning in different places. So. <laughs>